0: Welcome to the Bread of Life. I'm Joel Van Hoogen, the Director of Church Partnership Evangelism, and I'm the Bible teacher at the Bread of Life Fellowship in Boise, Idaho. To learn about our work to make Christ known among the nations, go to traincpe.org. And to discover more about this radio ministry and our fellowship in Boise, go to breadoflifeboise.org. We take up a consideration of the call in the ministry of Elisha from 1 Kings chapter 19. There the prophet Elijah laid his cloak or mantle on Elisha as a sign of the calling to serve. Now for you, Christian, has not fallen the mantle of Elijah, but of Christ. In faith, you have been covered in his righteousness as a mantle, and now it is on you, and with it comes a call to serve as an ambassador of his gospel, to come out from the world to follow him, and then with him go back into the world to make Jesus and his salvation known to all men when this mantle is received it brings to you a life that's meant to be spent in the presence of the Lord Jesus when this mantle is received it brings to you a life to be spent in the presence of the Lord Jesus Elisha is gonna go out from the plow and he's gonna follow after Elijah and if we understand the timing of everything here Elisha will walk with and live with Elijah for another 10 years they'll be together every place Every place from here on out that you find Elijah, you're going to find Elisha with him. Elisha will go everywhere that Elijah goes, serving him and watching over him. And when the time came that God told Elijah that he was going to take him away and take him from the earth, Elisha was with Elijah at the time. You'll read about it in 2 Kings chapter 2. And on that occasion... Elijah goes to Elisha and he says to him, Listen, God has called me to Bethel. You remain here and I'm going on to Bethel. And Elijah's response is, As the Lord lives and your soul lives, I will not leave you. So they travel to Bethel. There at Bethel there's a school of prophets and there are some young men being groomed and prepared for ministry and they greet them and they minister to them there. And then Elijah turns to Elisha and says, God has called me on to Jericho. You please remain here and I'll go on to Jericho. Elijah knows God has called away. Elijah probably wants a little bit of time alone with the Lord to prepare his heart before he takes off to heaven. But, so you remain here. But Elisha's response is, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not depart from you. They go to Jericho. At Jericho, they meet with another group of young prophets and bless them and minister to them. After that, Elijah turns to Elisha again and says, the Lord has called me beyond the Jordan. Now, please, stay here. And I'll go on by myself. And Elisha responds, as the Lord lives and your soul lives, I will not depart from you. And he goes with him over the Jordan. And Elisha witnesses the event of Elijah being taken up by the Lord into heaven. Now Christ has put his mantle of righteousness upon you by faith you have it and if you have it then you know that it's a call to follow the Lord Jesus and never depart from him if you accept this mantle you've accepted the mantle of Christ as your very life as your all in all this mantle is the substance of Christ's own life covering you and you want to be with him In spirit and heart and mind, you don't ever want to be separated from Him. You want to enjoy and know His presence above everything else because that's salvation. That's salvation. Jesus Christ is both Savior, but He's also salvation, and all that we know of salvation comes from enjoying, experiencing, being under His presence. When you receive this mantle, it's a mantle to be with the Lord Jesus and to be with Him forever. By the way, what you want in going to heaven is to be with Jesus to always be with him, to never be separated from him. Here's a third thing. The mantle calls you to serve the one who's called you. The mantle calls you to separate yourself out to the one who's called you. And the mantle calls you to suffer with the one that's called you. Calls you to serve, separate, and suffer with that one. Elisha, by the way, when he begins to follow Elijah, doesn't graduate from the plow to the pulpit. He doesn't go from this place to a place of prominence. If he wanted prominence, he would have remained with his father's farm. He could have aspired to at one point in time having the name Shaphat put upon him as well. He could be the judge of the region, the respectable individual. His father, as we said, was a very wealthy man. Elisha leaves to follow Elijah, but he doesn't rise in prominence as a result. He doesn't rise in recognition and honor. He goes out to serve. He goes out to serve Elijah and to minister to Elijah. And so verse 21 says at the end of this, he arose and followed Elijah and became his servant. In 2 Kings chapter 3.11, an individual is describing Elisha to the king at that time. And he tells the king that Elisha was the one who poured water in the hands of Elijah. The idea is this. Before Elijah had his meal, Elisha was standing over him, pouring water in his hands so Elisha could wash his hands. When Elijah was done eating, Elisha came back and poured more water in his hands so he could wash his hands. He was his servant. And he attended to him and watched over him and served him. If you follow the Lord Jesus, you understand something above everything else. You follow him to serve him. You follow to give up your life to Him. He's already given His life up for you. You follow Him to give up your life to Him and serve Him. And Whatever calling and whatever station, whatever point He calls you to serve Him. Christ will provide for you. He'll watch over you. He'll bless you. He'll give you more blessings and He'll provide service for you that you could never return. You will forget at the end of the day the multitudes of blessing that He pours out upon your life. And at the end of the day, he'll come and meet with you and he'll wash the dirt of the sin that accumulates in your feet throughout walking through each and every day and he'll cleanse you and he'll take the servant's towel as he did with his disciples at the Last Supper and he'll don it upon himself and he'll wash your feet and he's there to serve you. He even said himself, the Son of Man has not come to be served but to serve. That's his heart and that is intent. But for you, you remember, you took up this mantle not to be served but to serve him. You do not deserve the multitude of blessings and service that the Lord Jesus will unendingly give to you, but he deserves your unending and ever-loving service, and you were called by Jesus to serve him. Keep it in mind, you know, when you're disappointed and discouraged and when things don't seem to be adding up and when you don't feel uniquely blessed and God doesn't seem to be working for you, that... Actually, that's not the order of things. He delivered you and He saved you and He covered you with His own righteousness so that you might, in that righteousness, serve Him. And by the way, as you serve Him, it will call you to give another person a cup of cold water in Jesus' name. and It will call you to reach out to the poor and the naked and the imprisoned and serve them and bless them and help them and do it as unto the Lord. Again, when you receive this mantle, it separates you from the world you live in, good or bad, and it calls you to come away all the way to the Lord Jesus. And it also will call you to suffer. Elijah's life at this time was not very easy. Ahab and Jezebel were still pursuing him to put him to death. When uh, Elisha determined to follow Elijah, he, he went out from the comfort of his father's home to live as an outcast and a fugitive in his own country. He followed Elijah to live in caves and desert dwellings with him. It wasn't easy, it was difficult. And he separated himself from all the comfort and all the recognition of the community he had grown up in to be with Elijah. When Jesus calls you to follow him and to live under his mantle, he places upon you a call to separate yourself out from the age in which you live in. You're to separate from it. You're to pursue him alone. Second Corinthians six verses 17 and 18 expresses this reality, this truth. Here's what it says. Come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. God has called us to separate ourselves completely from the world unto him. This is a call, by the way, not only to be separate to him, but to also suffer for his sake. So the Lord Jesus says in Mark chapter 8, 34, Whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. There it is. Separation and suffering. There are any number of ways in which you can understand what this calling to separate and suffer with Christ means, but I think it means this above everything else. It's a call to seek our meaning and our purpose and our joy in Jesus alone. And by the way, to follow and answer that kind of calling, what it means, and this is where the suffering comes in, and this is also where the separation comes in, it means that I have to sacrifice to the Lord any experience of meaning and purpose and joy that I cannot associate with Him and then I cannot bring under and to him in my mission to serve him in his gospel. If my experiences of meaning are outside of Christ, if my purpose and my sense of satisfaction comes outside of him, if any joy that I realize is not something that I could lay at his feet and experience with him and take advantage of in order to put myself in a position to more faithfully bring forward his truth and his word and his, and his message to others, I'm to separate from that thing. I'm to suffer for Christ instead. The reward of that will be immense, by the way. There's nothing that he will ever call us to leave and separate ourselves from that he will not multiply before us in eternity. Elijah said to Elisha, don't rush into this. Elisha was very eager. I'll do this. Basically, Elijah said, you better think about this. It's God who's calling you, and you'll have to decide what you'll do with the call that God has placed upon your life. And Elisha thought about it, and he agreed with what God had called him to do, and he yielded in a great act of consecration and celebration to God. He, in response to it, as he thought it through, he killed his team of oxen. He took the utensils of the way in which he had carried on his old life, and he used it to cook up the meal for all of his neighbors, the old life, the old way that he had followed were going to be completely behind him. He called upon his friends and his family to celebrate his calling and to feast with him, and he was doing a good thing. And and by the way, if you're going to say, Lord, I'm going to consecrate myself to you and I'll serve you and I'll give that thing up, but you're crying about it and you're sorrowing about it and, and it's just a grief to you and you're feeling sorry for you and you're counting what you left in order to serve Jesus, then you've got it wrong. Once Elijah made the decision to turn everything over to God and to completely consecrate himself to God, it was a cause of celebration. He found at that very moment that he was free unto God completely in order that he might in that freedom make himself a slave to all, that he might win as many as possible to the glory of God. The right response is Romans 12.1. Paul writes, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. I ask you to consecrate yourself completely unto God as a living sacrifice. He says, which is your, it says your reasonable service there. The idea is is your act of worship. You know, it's your act of celebration. You consecrate yourself as an act of celebration that you are completely given to God under the mantle that he's given you. So the mantle is on you, right? You've received it. You by faith have repented of your sins and taken up the righteousness of Jesus Christ and he's clothed you with himself. His salvation is life. You're ready to go into his presence and rejoice in the free relationship you now have with God. You've received him as your Savior and Lord. You've, the mantle is on you. And, and you should take seriously and celebrate what it is that God has given you as a result. The provisions that he makes through you through Jesus Christ. God who's has given his own son to us will also with him freely give us all things. With him comes forgiveness, with him comes this imputed righteousness that liberates you so that you don't live under condemnation and amen, amen and amen and amen. The mantle is on us. Rejoice in all those things. But if you're going to come under all of the blessings of that privilege, come under its responsibility as well. The mantle is a call to serve. Thanks for joining us today. To learn more about the Bread of Life ministry, go to breadoflifeboise.org. There you can also contact us with requests for this or other messages. Please join us in our next broadcast. Until then, may God bless you.